it's time to expand online. Hi, I'm Jamie Sletsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products. There is no fluff. There is no overwhelm. There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand online. Welcome to the Expand Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode number 158. As a lifelong techie, I have always measured success by the workings of the computer system. So success meaning that I was able to make the website work or the course platform work or the integration between different pieces of software work so that the product that my clients have envisioned comes to fruition. That was my success for nearly a decade. And recently, I realized that making the computers do what they're supposed to do is how do I put this, is superficial. What I really want is the computers to work the way that they do so that my clients are able to see the successes in their online studios. And I take more pride in having the systems work so that my clients can execute their vision for their online studio. I guess it just means that I'm invested in my clients. I am invested in their success and I am invested in your success. And that's really what I wanna talk about today on the podcast is what does success look like for you with your online studio? As always, I love to have conversations. So if you haven't booked one yet, please go to callwithjamie.com. I've got it linked up in the show notes. And let's jam on your individual goals and success. Now, when I say the word success, thoughts come to your mind. There is no doubt about that. What thoughts do you have around the word success? Are they aspirational? Are they unrealistic? Are they superficial? Are they deep? Are they heart-centered? Where does success lie for you? Are you like me where the success of your studio is based on the success of your individual students? Like when a student accomplishes something for the first time or masters something and is able to demonstrate that in a larger space outside of the studio. It could be that they are able to perform or to be in a show or have a feature in a magazine or newspaper or on TV. Is that what you call success when your students have success? Or maybe your success metrics are based on retention. In this case, that would mean that your clients stay on for more than two sessions with you, or your clients stay on for more than two years with you, or your clients are lifelong clients and they come back and learn from you and learn from you and learn from you. Retention or attrition rate. So how long do your students stay at your studio? Do they come to your studio and take one course and then leave? 
or do they come to your studio, see that you've got 14 different options, and then they systematically go through each of those options? Or more than likely, somewhere in between, that they start with you at your studio and then they continue with you with new offers that you have or other areas of interest that are available inside your studio. Attrition is calculated on how fast do people leave. So in the case of an online course and you have 20 seats in that online program and five of them leave at the end of that session, your attrition rate is five out of 20. So 25% is your attrition rate, which means in order for your studio to stay even, you need to bring in five new students for your next program. Is that how you're measuring success based on retention or the attrition rate of your studio? Let's think about this more on a spiritual or heart-centered way. Because what we really talked about here were numbers and figures and things that can be measured. But success doesn't always have to be measured. I like to think that success is multifaceted. It's a combination of what can be measured and what can be felt. In order for our studios to be successful, we need to develop our success metrics or even a success matrix. Let's talk about that success matrix rather than the success metrics, because this will be a nice blend of what's measured and what's felt. So a matrix is, in this case, four squares. Go ahead and grab a piece of paper if it is safe to do so. And you're going to create your own success matrix. So your success matrix is going to measure the things that you are doing and the feelings that you are, well, feeling. So what we're going to do is we're going to draw four quadrants. The top left corner is the things that we do that are not measurable and that do not evoke a lot of feeling. The top right corner is the things that we do that are measurable, but don't evoke a lot of feeling. The bottom left corner is the things that we do that are not really measurable, but definitely move us and give us feeling. And then of course, the bottom right corner is the things that are measurable and we can feel. So an example of something that is measurable, but doesn't really give us feeling is the dollar amount in our bank account. Something that is measurable and gives us feeling is the number of testimonials that we get back from our students at the end of a program or the number of referrals that come in. Those are exciting because referrals mean someone enjoyed what they were doing. There's a feeling associated with it. And then there's also a number and a dollar amount associated with that referral because they become new clients. Something that you may put in the top left corner that isn't measurable and does not evoke a lot of feeling is posting on social media. Okay, the act of posting on social media, it, it checks a box, but it doesn't come back to something that's measurable 
Well, you can say I'm measuring the number of posts, but that doesn't have any huge consequence on whether you feel successful or not. And the act of posting doesn't really involve a whole lot of emotion. It doesn't have, you know, a lot of good feelings. The results of that post may end up in another one of the quadrants, such as the number of likes on that post or the number of comments on those posts. That would be in the top right quadrant because those are measurable, but they don't really necessarily have a lot of feeling. Or the number of shares, that may evoke some feeling but it's not really leading to any success. So that's kind of what I mean there. And just so that we round out this matrix, the bottom left corner where we feel something and it's not really measurable, that's when you're issuing certificates or when a student gets a new opportunity inside or outside of your studio or a student advances from one program to the next because of their accomplishments. Those are feelings. They're not really measurable, but they definitely attribute to your success. This is our success matrix. And I would recommend that you definitely create your own success matrix and pop the activities that you do on a weekly and monthly basis into that success matrix so that you can start seeing what success really looks like for your online studio. One thing that many of my clients are actively doing in their online studios is actively engaging with their students through feedback loops and assignments and live sessions. That, that's a really critical part to the programming and running the online studio successfully. Therefore, that belongs on the matrix, okay? Another thing that you may be spending a lot of time on in your business is marketing and advertising. Put it on the matrix. Decide how it's going to impact the success of your studio. Another thing that you may be doing, or most likely are doing, is creating fresh content, how does that fit into the success of your studio? What does that look like? How does everything that we're doing in order to benefit our students and grow our studio impact the success that we feel and that we can see as our studio grows? That's what I want you to look at. That's the key. And with most things, really, it's going to look different depending on what your studio goals are. If you know your studio goals, then you'll be able to determine if you're successful based on how many of those goals that you are accomplishing. When you know why you are building the studio that you're building, it's easier to come up with what the success looks like for your studio. Today, I really wanted to give you ideas on how you can determine if your studio is successful because not everything needs to be measured. Not everything needs to just go off of gut feeling and emotion. There has to be a happy balance. You need to make sure that your studio is fulfilling your life's work, that your studio is creating the opportunities for your students to have the success that they seek so that they can continue on the path. Our success 
is not achieved in isolation. It is achieved through the success of a lot of separate things. All this to say that as you continue to develop the programming that you are sharing and providing in the online space, be aware of how you are going to feel successful with that, how your programs are going to each build on each other to create the success for your online studio. It's not enough to open the virtual doors and say, I'm here, learn from me, and you're going to be great. Let's put some real thought into it, real understanding of how you're going to go from where you are right now to expanding into the online studio of your dreams. Success is attainable, it is measurable, and you can feel it. And I wish you all the best, as always, please reach out to me if there's anything I've said today that you'd like clarification on or you would like to dive deeper into. And I will be back on the mic next week.